the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. I am joined by my co-host Brendan. Today we have a returning guest. This is their third time on the show. We bring them around uh, on Halloween time because it's perfectly suited to their music. It's Pitch Black Manor from Illinois. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We always love having you on here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Anytime. Um, yeah, for anyone yeah. who may not have heard <laughs> the previous episodes that you've been on, uh, do you want to just tell them a, a little bit about the band itself and the... Uh, what you do in the band? Uh, hey, I'm Chad Pfeiffer, and I'm the bass player and drummer, and I just bring a lot of really cool uh, vampire attitude to the situation. Nice. <laughs> Wear sunglasses, got fangs going. <laughs> Play some sweet no, riffs no on, the, on no. the synth, you know? No instruments, no, you don't. Just, just attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he just said was a lie, but... Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Steve bones <laughs> and, uh, I'm Josh. I do, uh, I do vocals and, uh, uh, I don't play any instruments on stage cause we want to sound good. So, uh, that's what, I, so I mostly just scream. That's, that's my, that's my thing. <laughs> and, uh, Lyle. Yeah. My name quiet. is Lyle and I, I play guitar and other things. <laughs> nice. Tambourine. Xylophone. So, for anyone who doesn't know the music of the band, do you want to just tell us a little bit about Pitch Black Manor, um, the history of the band, and uh, what you guys are all about? Sure. Uh, I, you know, genres are hard to pin down. It's kind of a place to start at the music store. We don't really fit. Although we say we're a goth band, I would say we're more of a Halloween party band. We play in all yeah. sorts of different kind of genres, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been around as a band for about 25 years, we played together when we were in high school, but then uh, in adult life kind of went our separate ways. There was no big breakup. We just uh, split up across geography and that sort of thing. And then around 2020 got back together and started making albums again. And uh, we released monster classics in 2020 night creeps in 2021, uh, an EP. And then we've just released our, our third album scream team. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. Fun Thank time. You. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I think we're I think, you know, when Chad hits the nail on the head with, you know, it is more of a a goof for us to call ourselves goth. Yeah, most of our themes are are darker. But um, and I I actually I was talking with the the guys the other day about this, about kind of the genesis of goth. And it was funny. We're watching one of these videos that was kind of proclaiming to say, hey, where the genesis of all this goth came from. And, you know, they were um, they would start out. They were starting out. What was funny is I kind of felt vindicated from where we come from um, musically because they they started off with uh, uh, the guy that uh, made the song. I, I put a spell on you. Um, what's the what's the guy's name, Chad? I can blanking on him now. Screaming uh, Jay Hawkins. Yep. Screaming yes. Jay Hawkins. Uh, awesome. Sorry for the blank on that one. But. They they kind of pinned the genesis of, you know, goth all the way back to this guy. And it's kind of laughable because, you know, when we jumped in the game, when we really in high school, goth had kind of taken this tick in this turn where 
kind of being funny or amusing wasn't really much of a thing, I guess you'd say. So we kind of felt a little, you know, <clears throat> there was always a little pressure in that direction. It was like, well, if you're, if you're goth, then how can you be writing these types of songs and stuff like that? So, um, but it was kind of a funny vindication, you know, this guy saying that that was one of the first, and, and it's like, if you listen to that out of context from everything, Screaming Jay Hawkins sounds like a song that would be on a Halloween novelty album anyways, um, yeah. which is amazing material. Love it. But that's, you know, you could definitely hear that with other Halloween novelty songs. And and if you didn't know the history behind it, it would be like, oh, yeah, that that goes right along with um, any any number of other novelty songs that I was listening to as a kid, you know, like Zachary Dinner at Drax House. Monster, Monster Mash, Mash, all that other type of stuff. So, yeah, and I mean, all that Genesis comes out of each, each, and it actually, you know, it's funny they even reached, they were reaching into that about goth and how even they kind of considered, you know, Monster Mash goth. So I think we're firmly <laughs> in there someplace, but we are definitely Halloween party music. I think that is a much more apt. Uh, description of what we do these days i'm kind of curious actually lyle when you describe what we sound like to other people what do you say oh i think i usually start with i start with the halloween it's similar to what you said i think i was talking to my son about it earlier and i just said it was rock (laughs) (laughs) yeah because really i think that's where you, you know that puts it at least in the universe you know, not yeah. not dance music, not uh, dance music in the sense of you know techno or or anything like that. Like party doom. Yeah. 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 I I I mean, it just seems more apple like because we you know our, our a lot of our material is exuberant. You know, it it is more party orientated. You know, and especially on some a couple of these newer tracks that on are on Scream Team. I think kind of uh, showcase that a bit too. So, yeah, it's really I think like it's a fun. It's incredibly fun, you know. I yeah, think you need to like, make uh, a spooky rock a thing. Make that make that genre happen. Yeah, I, I think that you know, we looking at at that. It's like you see so many people over the years. You know, they they're always reaching for a, a different you know, genre to kind of explain themselves. You want to set yourself apart. I get it. You know, I was in bands for many years, so you would always come up with electro, you know, I think one of the bands I was in in the past, like, you know, I, I years ago, early aughts, it was like electro horror rock. You're just coming up with, <laughs> you know, other nonsense to describe really like, you know, uh, just a, you, you reach for things. Yeah, do you, you yeah. Want to and that something? might just be one album at one point, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's so difficult to express with the genre mm-hmm. what your band sounds like. There's two sides and to this, you know, though, it, because... and when somebody asks you, it's like a panic attack. I don't know what to say. If I compare myself to a band that you hate, then it's, this conversation's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you always got to feel them out first, you know. Yeah. Like... <laughs> What oh, t-shirt are they wearing? What are they dressed like? It's a little like being a fortune teller, you know. You kind of got to <laughs> suss out what they want, and then you just <laughs> lie to them. Yeah, yeah. We're all about lying to our our, our yeah 
our fans and friends and whatnot just to yeah. i try to shame them a little i'll say like well do you like good music it's <laughs> <laughs> a trend you see yeah uh, have you stopped beating your wife lately you yeah, know exactly like that. questions you know <laughs> do you like my band or do you beat your wife <laughs> exactly we gotta trap them. We gotta trap them in somehow. These days, you gotta stand apart. You know. Yeah. You do. I, well, we're a Halloween band, and that involves trickery. Yeah. That, there you go. See, Chad just broke it down right there. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky rock. Oh, well, that sounds like we might be like turning tricks during. Oh. Our show. Well, like, too- hey, after this next song, I'm gonna give somebody a hand job. It's only five dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. Too sexy. Too sexy. <laughs> that would set you apart hey man you're gonna make a lot more money on the road that way that's for sure I can... look i'm just gonna say there's a better way to do it than the five dollar thing all you have to do is say if you buy a shirt then you get one that way you make like 20 or 30 bucks <laughs> yeah yes and that's you still that... get to give the hand job exactly yeah. everyone wins get to. <laughs> triple win but, but yeah, these days, I, I don't know, you know, we, we've, I find that promoting, you know, us because you have to be very shameless self-promotion. Um, and that's something I've, you know, kind of had to do over the years. Um, so I find there are some material I'll post in some groups and it's crickets and then you'll post in other stuff. And then it's like, it's just like an explosion, you know, and it's something unrelated sometime, you know, mm-hmm. like I I've seen, you know, uh, because you get, uh, you get post, you know, post punk, uh, goth, dark wave. I mean, yeah. God, you could keep going down these. This and actually thing. in, in this, in this horror kind of space that we're in the dominant genre is rockabilly, which is kind of a sound we don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I think that that's, that's, very true you know like uh, i mean yes we've got a couple you got we've got like maybe one song off of one album that might lean that way but it's not enough even to mention that that's a style that we um i think what's funny chad that you say about the rockabilly because i think we experimented with a song one time where we tried to do like a rockabilly like uh song um years ago and yeah. I don't even know. I think that was one of those shelved songs that never kind of made it any place. Basement tapes that you still have to go through. Like we've got Lyle's pushing for it constantly because he was always wanting more solos, more guitar mm. solos. <laughs> yeah, I take them where I get them. <laughs> Big Brian sets her head. No, well, we're gonna start picking on Lyle. <laughs> I knew it was coming, coming right away. Lyle, yeah, this, is a, this is a safe space, Lyle. No, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> Look, I can't enforce it, but in theory, it is. I mean, you're in the dark now, too. Like, mm. We had the cameras on before, but we knew that you had to use the potty, so we <laughs> got the lights, and you can finally do your duty. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, right, so, um, oh, go ahead. Screen, uh, you know, this transition into this album, like I, I think it's a distinct uh, 
kind of turn from, I, I, I mean, there's similarities between, you know, between albums, but I think we took kind of tur- a turn on this last album into some territory. I don't think we'd gone before. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. That's for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a, a really upbeat and poppy almost. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about this earlier today, the differences. And I, I think the new stuff is a lot more stripped down. Everything's a little bit shorter, a little bit more to the point a little bit less yeah. uh, kind of a crowded sound too. So that's, that's kind of new for us because some of the old productions are pretty dense. Yeah. I think that um, like if you were to like play your albums at a party, you would like want to start off with like, you know, just kind of go in order, you know? And then like, as the night goes on and debauchery goes on, then you have like the, the, like, not that it's like you have more of a catchy, vibe at the very end you know what i mean so like people start singing along easy that kind of that kind of stuff you know get up and dance yeah that's your music that, you know i, I mean, imagine like, that happening all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> we we want to imagine that happening yeah, um, yeah. what a great yeah. night that would be to find out about you know that's <laughs> now is the time of the time of year too where uh i find we get we get added onto these uh, different playlists and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, there's some different groups out there and they'll be asking for like, Hey, can you guys give me any songs about where it, it makes you feel like you're making out with a ghost, you know, like, <laughs> so no, it's true. Like they, they got that one. Yeah. And we're like, I have that one covered already. It's, yeah. it's funny because I'll find these playlists and people will be asking for, suggestions and i'll suggest things in and i'm like how did you guys know that we already wrote this song because it's right there for you and it's, yeah. it's and it's october and we're we're ready to be at your hollow like halloween <laughs> disco like suggestions oh huh, we, we got you covered on all that yeah. and, and i mean there once again you know like talking about genres it's like um you know one of the most reviled genres sometimes when you talk with people people like disco but like uh, we do a lot of things that are, I, I mean, <laughs> our disco kind of feel to them, um, you know, and for years that was kind of a, um, a, a genre of music that was kind of absolutely made fun of. But, you know, people don't realize like just how informative that genre has been across, you know, into dance, so much of the dance music and stuff like that, which we're big fans of. Um, at least, you know, and like between the, between the members here, like I would say, you know, Chad and I are probably the bigger fans of like dance music and stuff like that than Lyle, but that's where we get kind of, is that true? uh, No. Have you been lying to us, Lyle? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Lyle likes to hold it close to the chest sometimes, <laughs> whether he likes the, whether he likes the Bee Gees or not, you know. <laughs> Which is okay. I've been in a disco with Lyle dancing up on a cube with our shirts off. Yes, that's that true. In West Hollywood, actually, yep. you know that that brings up a story that we were talking about the other when they were down here for practice because we don't get to practice a lot together because we live three hours apart. Uh, you know, essentially we're kind of like this Bermuda triangle here. And, uh, 
but we get our practice in before our shows. And oh, I was telling them we had performed up in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, years and years ago. I don't even know what year it was probably in the late, late, later nineties actually. Yeah. And, uh, we, we played at this place called the club to wash up there is now a defunct club. And, uh, setting all that aside, basically we were too young to actually be in the bar after the, after the show. So, so they kicked us out legitimately afterwards, after there was like a drunk dude that sat up there at the beginning of each song and like rated each song. Like after we were done, (laughs) he'd go go like this, he'd go, well, that kind of sucks. And then he'd be like, Oh, that was pretty good. You know, like he just rated them as we went along. It was really interesting. Uh, but it was like the internet before the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Just said whatever was on the top of his stupid fucking head. And, uh, so we get kicked out of this place and there's a gay bar right across the way. And I don't remember the name of it, but interestingly enough, that was, we, we went over there and of course it's the nineties. So we're drinking Zimas and, uh, hanging out and we find out i just found out recently that that was one of the known bars apparently that jeffrey Dahmer would show up from at from time to time in the late 90s so yeah kind of kind of you find out these interesting like we've got enough history now that we'll find out weird shit like (laughs) years later uh yeah uh, we survived it we could protect he would have went after Chad anyways. That was thank God we, that didn't happen. <laughs> that's his. But you know what? But but an interesting. I I now live in Madison, Wisconsin, where we played that show. Um, and prior to that, I was living in Los Angeles. And when we started doing these albums, uh, we weren't. You know, we had we we couldn't geographically get together. It was during lockdown, so we were kind of doing them over email. And I think a difference between the first two and the third one is that um, I moved year and a half ago and we were able to start playing together live mm-hmm. and yeah. after creating two albums virtually and um aside from you know i think we got better at production with, to lyle's point about things being a little more stripped down i think we started understanding you should throw focus to certain parts rather than just throwing everything in the kitchen sink into the song um but i think that process of playing live and putting a show together really influenced this new album screen team and thematically, I was looking at it. It's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like sort of a horror trip through the through Middle America, right? Yeah, I would say that's a that's a good summary. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, now yeah. I'm just getting that vibe from the description you wrote, from the album art, and then looking at the track titles and everything. It's like uh, traveling to the countryside and seeing all that sort of uh, '80s slasher style small town horror. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and it covered a lot of the different horror, some of the different horror genres. I think that because I think in Monster Classics we wanted to, you know, stick with most of the old school um, kind of horror monsters, but our own take on those. Uh-huh. And then you know, Night Creeps has got uh, is a much more, I think, is a much more thematic, you know, thematically you know, through the whole album, but this one does hop around a lot and hops into some sci-fi, sci-fi funk, you know, with like uh the new funk, which is actually we'll be performing. That yeah. Mm. We, we found one of the first, one of the first songs that somebody hit me up with that they were putting on uh one of their, um, 
some guy out of Germany. Um, I can't, he goes like by Flywath or some, I don't know what the hell it, it is, but he's got this, he's got, he does these like really interesting lists of bands. And I think we sent, I sent an album out to him just on a, on a whim and new funk was one of the first songs to make it onto his list. And I was like, uh, it's always amusing to me what people pick and kind of glam onto and what always tells me that we're on the right path for us and this doesn't always work for everybody for other bands i know that but is that people are picking very different tracks that they're really into and Mm -hmm. that tells me that like hey we're really you know like because us when we we get together like i think we just we go back and think about the other material we've done we're like let's go a totally divergent direction on this next track and see where it takes us. And that's, what's nice about this new album is I think we, we kind of go pretty divergent. You know, we've got a little bit of ballady stuff about, you know, scarecrows. And then we've got, you know, a whole song that, you know, uh, scream team, you know, I think is one of the, uh, we're going to perform quite actually quite a few of these new songs uh, at the new, at the show that we're going to do on October 28th here. And it's, I I'm really excited to do some of this new material because like I said, it's just, it really, we were able to craft a set list for this next show that really, I think it flows together in weird ways that like, I didn't think it, you know, at first Chad kind of came up with the, a set list and bounced it off of us. And we were, I was very like, I'm sure that sounds good to me. But now that I've been kind of practicing this new set, um, yeah, we bounce from all the albums um, that we've done. And we really wanted to make sure that to showcase uh, the new songs on this and kind of show just that we're, we're willing to kind of go across the spectrum with our styles and, and still hold people's attention. And that is, that's that's a happy place to be for me at least. Oh yeah. Awesome. So, let's talk uh, a little bit more horror, but let's kind of take it in a, a new release direction. Has anything in 2023 so far stood out to you guys? You tell any about- new movie, any new horror movies this year you mean? Yeah. Or horror movies or TV shows or anything like that, any, any new horror? Boy, oh boy. I've had my head so firmly up my ass lately because um, I, <laughs> I had uh, my I, I, I just my daughter was born this year. So like, oh, congratulations. You know, the, I, it's been its own kind of horror movie, you know, like it's like all this joy and like lows and highs all over the place. So I'm trying to try to think of anything uh, new that I've really, really kind of seen as of late that was any good. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I I finally saw. I'm very late to the party. I finally saw Mandy. Uh, just oh, right. geez. Well, that's that's great. So, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Right, I thought it was uh, shot really well. Although I do think I'm getting a little older because there's this great line on The Office um, where Ellie Kemper says, "You know, her her boyfriend's making her watch horror movies," and she says, "Well, I just really like the part in the beginning when everything's going really well and the family's happy." that's what she likes about those types of films and when i saw mandy i really enjoyed it but i do have to say that was my favorite part of the movie is when things were going well at the beginning of it 
once it turned, it, it took its left turn into revenge territory, it kind of played out. You know how you thought it might. And um, that wasn't as yeah. enjoyable to me. Yeah. I, I, I just thought it was a great play on, uh, you know, like it, it was, it was a great play on like um, Hellraiser. I think it was like mixed Hellraiser with like mold, a couple of different other films that yeah. I was, you know, some great occult references in there that mm-hmm. like, uh, the Abraxas horn and all this stuff like that. I thought, sure, there and was- you know, boy, I didn't expect it to take that turn into supernatural territory at all. That So it was mm-hmm. a big surprise and it was a really fun ride. I really enjoyed that movie. I, I love the psychedelic elements to all of it, like in the soundtrack, in the film oh. style, like the coloring, yeah. every, it just, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's like otherworldly. It's really cool. Well, that guy, Did you all see um, out of space as well, I think. So that was, yeah. Same company did color out of space, which I, I enjoy that felt a little like a '90s straight to video movie in a way, but in a good, but in a good way mm-hmm. um, that I really liked. Did you guys see the Pale Blue Eye, which was a Netflix film about um, Christian Bale was in it, had Edgar Allan Poe in it? I have um, that yes. on my radar. Yeah, I've seen that. It's that. That was interesting. It was. It's more of a murder mystery, uh, but yeah. I thought the guy that played Poe was excellent. And uh, was. you just made me think of it, Josh, because he said of the occult references in the other movie. Robert Duvall plays like an occult scholar in that movie, and it's just not a character you get to see very often. <laughs> so I was really <laughs> happy that he was in there, you know, with his old tomes, doling out wisdom about the arcane arts. It was pretty cool. Yeah, in in horror news, that was kind of something that really just shook me recently and made me like very like you know, I mean going from exuberant like party album talk to really kind of downer shit. But uh, I found the on October 12th, uh, Laura Parker died from the original dark shadows who played uh, Angelique. Um, and uh-huh. if, I don't know if you guys are familiar much with the original run of dark shadows. I'm a fucking gigantic like fan of dark shadows. It's like 1200 episodes you know, this ran as a soap opera is like um, that, you know, the women be taking care of the kids at home, you know, in the uh, mid 60s. there, watching this insane show that went from a kind of almost film noir uh, soap opera into, you know, essentially supernatural shit, vampires, time travel, <laughs> werewolves, you name it. It gets so fucking outlandish, floating mm-hmm. hands and heads curses you name it. it it's some of the best shit i think that's ever been on but uh she uh she played this evil witch angelique and uh she actually just died and i was kind of like that's you know i'm on my almost second run through the entire series right now which is 1200 episodes wow and my god you know like you go back and like you watch this and they were hitting everything with the in the dan curtis made the show so it was like he was hitting on things that like wouldn't get re kind of repopularized until later in series, you know, like I've heard this series like supernatural. Um, I don't know anything much about it. I mean, like I said, I'm so stuck firmly in the past on a lot of things, but um, it's just interesting because people tell me about plot lines for shows and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like dark shadows. <laughs> there are so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, and they just kept but going. But that's sort of the beauty of that show because, you know, I didn't even realize it's it's famous because Tim Burton did a remake of it and they did a remake in the 90s that I watched. 
but uh, I never really watched the original show much and have been recently. I didn't realize that there were like three seasons before Barnabas Collins even showed up. Absolutely. Where they were doing more of a Jane Eyre kind of uh, type of story. And I watched all of those and it's very hypnotic, especially because they had to turn them out so quickly. They're basically live. So people flub lines, the sets fall apart, the lighting's bad, the sound distorts all the time. And, you know, everything you see these days is so polished that it's kind of refreshing just in its anti-refinement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's and it's funny we we're talking about the watching things that are current. It's like Jesus Christ, like I'm I'm so like I, I should be at we should be asking you guys, have you seen anything as of recently that. Uh, yeah, really? Because I watched the fly from 19 like 57 the other day, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched what I just watched uh, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from fucking 24. Um yeah. Chad Chad gave me a copy of that. Actually, I've gotten turned on recently to some older horror stuff that I missed, which I never knew I missed. And I think that that's um, for true horror fans out there, even for new stuff, because I do I do love the new stuff as well when the good stuff comes out. Um, but there's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, like that that old Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I kind of thought it'd be a snoozer. Um, but I watched it and it was surprisingly good. And then there was a, a Bella Lugosi film that I hadn't seen, which that that's surprising in and of itself was uh, uh Island of Lost Souls, which Chad turned me on to um, amazing stuff from like uh, pre Hollywood, like morality code shit. Um, and so, yeah, I think I've been, I've had my, my, my feet firmly pla- planted in the, uh, horror past uh, as of right now and just been doing a lot of uh, reading about like Todd Browning who did you know all the filming for Freaks and uh, Dracula and stuff like that that's kind of where my head's been lately on the horror stuff so I'm sure it'll be interesting to see where you know musically we turn up this next time on whatever album you know thematically I mean it'll be there it's going to be horror but where it's going to land I'm 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 kind of interested to see myself at this point. It's, uh, I mean, I like going back to the older stuff as well, but I try to keep up with like the newer indie stuff. So, I mean, most of what I watch horror wise is through uh, Shudder. Um, okay. So, a lot of those, like, they do a lot of their own in house production, like these films that you can't see other places. And then they have a lot of uh, smaller studio stuff that doesn't make it onto the other streaming apps. So, I, I love that. And that's $6 a month. So it's like, you can't really justify yeah. not having it if, if you like it. Um, oh, you know, some... a more recent movie, this is still not current, but I really enjoyed Lake Mungo, which is uh, kind of part of the found footage genre. Did you guys see that? No, I haven't seen I, I heard about that one, but I haven't seen it yet. Is it actually good? It's very good. Yeah. Okay. I really like Oh, that. I did watch it, Chad, and that one's bomb. Yes. Yeah. It's actually, it's, you know, it's surprising. A, yeah, it was surprisingly good. You know, I like I love films like that that go so far under the radar that like, you know, like Chad was like, yeah, you should check this one out. And I watched it and my wife and I are sitting there going, eh, fuck, we didn't hear about this one. You know, like, yeah. I mean, and, and you're right about Shudder, though. They've uh, they I think one of the better things I've seen in recent years was one that my kids picked out one one night i was like whatever whatever pick out whatever you want and there's a movie on there called haunt oh um, yeah 
that one's a banger. Like, uh, I really expected that movie to be trash. And that came at me and I was like, that's one of the best slasher flicks that I've seen in, you know, quite a few years, actually. I mean, there's plenty of big, big slasher films that came out that I was like, you know, like the last Halloween uh, in the three parter was very bizarre. Um, (laughs) I I don't even know where to place that, um, you know, in, in the whole, you know, Michael Myers thing, but uh, you know, that the haunt though was very good. So yeah, the, some of the shutter original stuff is, is good. You're just making me realize that I, I should have kept up with my uh, $6 on that one there, James. <laughs> There's a really fun one that I think all you guys will like called uh, Deadstream on there. If you haven't seen that one, uh, it's a found footage, but it, it's a modern take on found footage. So it's actually a, a guy uh, live streaming. Uh, like, so it's not like found. Everyone's watching it as it happens. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's it's like a horror. It's a horror, but it's kind of comedy at the same time. But it basically plays out all the different horror tropes that you can think of. So he's in this haunted house, like doing the found, like the, he locks himself. He does a Zach Bagan basically like locks himself in overnight with chains. So he can't get out. Um, and then live streams himself staying there. But all this stuff happens and everything that happens is like different types of horror tropes, one after the other. And it's a, it's a really fun movie. I, I, that's uh, I, I think I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get my six bucks back out and stop being a cheap Scottish bastard like I am. And, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there go the Scottish listeners. Yep. It's all over now. <laughs> uh, two I had on the list that I think I'm going to watch soon. Sator S A T O R is supposed to be pretty good. I don't know if you guys have caught that. Not yet. Um, that's a newer mm-hmm. one. And uh dash cam I heard is actually kind of good. It's yes. on Hulu. That one is really fun. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of dumb, but like in like a campy sort of over the top way. But it's really fun. I like that one. Campy and dumb is sort of the name of the game with Pitch Black Manor. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we seemingly it. have that part covered. You know, yeah. like I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, gosh, uh, I think we've got the market cornered on that. So. You know, many times people be like your band's dumb we're like yeah we know it yes, <laughs> <What's the> and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and next <laughs> what's the, what's your point <laughs> yeah that most of the time that's what it comes down to that was more of the the it's it's really like a, a uh i guess you'd say a divergence for us like we were talking earlier i think before the recording came on and about how you know, the, the new show that we were going to do is we sold, uh, we sold out tickets on it and, uh, it's just such a divergence from our past, you know, like, uh, you know, we're talking about horror movies of the past and present. It's such a weird, like we talk about the, the, the horror of our past is, you know, showing (laughs) up to shows where, you know, the promoter had fucked up and booked us in a place where there was no sound system. Um, oh, you, you name, I went one time we went out to Des Moines to do a, a show and we're like, yeah, this is going to be a rad show. And we get out there and the, the, the guys, the the guy that owns the place is like, he booked you here. And we're like, yeah. He's like, well, we don't have an in-house PA. He should have known that. And we're like, (laughs) and we're like, what the, so 
we didn't get in a huge argument or anything, but we definitely kind of stood our ground and we said, well, hey, you booked this as well with the guy. I mean, come on, take a little pity on us here. Like we came all the way three hours. Actually, Lyle lives in the same town now as where this was booked uh, um, in Des Moines. It's three hours from the Quad Cities where we were all based out of at that time. And the promoter felt bad or the, the guy that owned the place. So he's like, well, y'all can drink for free for the night. And we were like, we all looked at each other and we're like, this might be a better deal than actually playing the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they severely underestimated what that amount would be. Oh, horribly. Um, I think we, we got kicked out of one of the bars and then we went upstairs to their second level one and proceeded to drink them out of most of their alcohol at that one as well. Um, but yeah, I think we went all the way one time to Minneapolis for a show to find out that the club had closed down. <laughs> that was another fucking classic pitch black man or horror story driving in a, in a, uh, in our, you know, essentially our grocery getter with all of our friends, you know, uh, getting clicked at by people on the way up to Minnesota because we've got a giant coffin strapped to our uh, grocery getter and then swerving, you know, because, of course, it's windy and, you know, our <laughs> the vehicle is unwieldy because we've got a giant coffin on top of it, <laughs> you know, um, and that's, you know, they bring us full circle, you know, I, I thought I was really unique uh, when we were younger and I was like, bring me out in a coffin. This will be really cool. And then it's funny, I was watching that whole Screaming Jay Hawkins thing about Screaming Jay Hawkins, and apparently they he used to come out in a coffin at the beginning of his shows. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's all been done before. Nothing but, uh, under the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, One time we played a show um, downstate, and it went pretty well. We got done, and then Lyle walked in the front door. He's sorry I'm late, guys. Who was it that played guitar that whole show with us? You actually had me going for like two seconds there, Chad. That was really like, good. Everything else was true. Not that one. You're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that was uh yeah, well, you know, going to Minneapolis or not Minneapolis, but uh, you know, Milwaukee being paid twenty dollars, you know, for gas back home. You know, you're getting yeah. back on that. Um, so yeah, um, it's very, it's uh, uh, between the the past uh, uh, and the and the present. It's it's a it's a gulf of an experience now. Looking back, wow. yeah, yeah, and you know, selling out a show for us here is great. My hope is is that uh, eventually we'd like to like Chad lives up in Madison, uh, Lyle lives in Des Moines, so might uh might creep our way back into a couple of those places this next year we'll see how things go um if uh you know some other kind of insanity hasn't tipped off in the middle east to bring us into some sort of horrible uh you know crazy end here but yeah, uh, new, new dark uh, age. so hopefully maybe we'll get a couple more shows in before something really uh crazy happens um, yeah but uh you know, outside of that, I think uh, I think that uh, you know, new album all aside, I think we're definitely on track where we want to be uh, musically right now, and we just hope to 
keep on trying to spread the word. We, we really appreciate you guys. Um, you know what you've done for us over the last couple of years. Oh yeah. Yeah. No it's been man. great. Um, Happy to help. You know, we, and I'm a horrible, like I said, I'm a terrible, uh, shameless self promoter. So I'm always, <laughs> you've uh, made oh. my Halloween's uh, much more colorful. That's for sure. Awesome, man. They just play like the misfits and then like, put that on repeat and like on a speaker outside the house and like leave a bowl of candy and go trick or treating with my family. But now I pop you guys on the list. Like pretty much we started off. Yeah. Yeah. It's become one of my favorite, like October Halloween bands. We, and we really want to, you know, that was kind of funny because when I had like, you know, everybody's got their bucket list of things that they want, you know, out of like, if you're in a band, you've got a couple of bucket list things. And I think my biggest bucket list thing with this project really is really to spread this. It's not that, you know, it used to be years ago, like, oh, we're going to go around and we're going to do every show we can possibly do, lose money, do all this stuff. But now it's more about like what you're talking about right there is we're going to get popped in a playlist in October. You know, sure, we'll be in your playlist other times, too, if the people, you know, but that makes me go once again, right track, you know, for for me, at least, you know, that's that's the way that's the continued future, you know, for us. I'm sure we'll branch out into some different styles and whatnot. But nevertheless, uh, you know, getting on those playlists in October and, you know, we've already seen a nice little surge in our playlists uh in our spotify for uh this month and awesome um, you know album paid for itself again so we gotta we gotta be help, happy about that you know yeah. a lot of times people will you know put out albums and then you're sitting there going into going into the hole over you know mastering costs and stuff like that so but we just like to continue on that and push it out as far as we can go we're all, I think all of us turn 50 this next year too. So, um, oh, yeah. better get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get as much shit out as possible. Right. Damn. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50, 50 years old. Just, uh, you know, got, got, got a new daughter and a new album and, uh, we'll see how right. it goes. Thank you. Appreciate it. 50 is the new 20. <laughs> I like yeah. that, Gene. That's good. good. Yeah, so get that. Uh, get some bionic implants from Zuckerberg or uh, Elon yeah, Musk yeah. or whatever. Exactly. One We're not going to even have physical bodies much longer anyway. We're all just going to be in the cloud. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We'll be either like yeah, the part of the cloud, part of the algorithm, or like legit some sort of form of cyborg. Well, that's <laughs> what our. Um, I think our next album is going to be about. Uh, it'll be 25 years in the future from now. Okay. We've all been scanned into the machines and everything's dark for everybody, you know, so it's, it's about as goth as it gets. As, as long as it boogies, then go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the sound of the future. <laughs> God, you guys would like, you guys would kill it with a uh, music video for Scream Team. You know, that's, you know, I, I gotta say are, are the, the outfits for this uh, show, hopefully we'll get 
a lot of it's crazy because you know like we build up to these shows and like last time like we got footage of our show but like it was from like one angle i wish we had our a dedicated photographer because um we got some really good shots from the last one but uh our buddy from we call him the fourth you know fourth member of the of pitch black manor he's the guy that would run around with us and do all roadie stuff and like back in the day before laptops we would run around with a a tascam this old tascam like that would play like our backing tracks because i don't know if you guys obviously probably know this but we don't have a fucking drummer um so all of our we have back tracks for our drums which was a sticking sticking point way back in the 90s not as much as not now but uh we 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 would have him back there and he would put the cassette tapes in for each song that we do well he's coming up from florida and he has one of the most amazing outfits like already um like worked out he does like a special effect uh special effects for uh, stuff and like uh does like a mask like he'd take michael myers masks like junky ones and make them look really good and yeah. stuff like that so you know kind of that's that's like uh one of his side hustles he actually gave one to my kids but he's got a great outfit lined up so hopefully we'll get some good shots for you guys and uh um You'll, it's definitely scream team orientated the outfits for the for this show so nice. you'll get to see us at our sexiest that's for damn certain goth butts and fishnets <laughs> if you uh ever play in omaha nebraska i know a videographer there that does an absolutely insane job and uh could make some really cool stuff video wise for you oh you know that's you know it's funny i i've played i've played around a lot and i've never gotten i've had opportunities to go and play in um omaha a couple of times and every time it fell through for whatever reason maybe that's a good reason to get out there i will uh keep that i used to work with a fellow who um was in the music scene in omaha and he really liked it james what, what, what were you doing in omaha Oh, I wasn't there. I just uh, I've talked to the dude a bunch of times. He uh, we premiered some of his videos on our uh, YouTube wow. channel. He does like a lot of the footage for the local acts there. Some really cool stuff. Like guys, super talented. Awesome. Yeah, that's you know finding a good videographer, or somebody who will actually you know film you and like film you from different angles and stuff like that. That was part yeah. of the down. We had a guy. He he's fine. He did a good job. But we had a very static shot, and I should have set up cameras, you know, at least one more in the venue and totally failed to do that. You know, it's like, well, you don't haven't done a show together in what, I don't know how many years it was since we all took the stage together. So the last time, you know, it was like a blur, you know, yeah. you, you come we in. look and- exactly the same, though, which is weird. Everybody, <laughs> just like we did when we were teenagers. Absolutely. <laughs> That whole uh, cool riffs and um, vampire vampire riffs that you're playing there, Chad. Sustaining your life force with riffs. Yep. (laughs) Sweet riffs. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's a blur when you get to the venue a lot of time, you know, because we were just kind of nervous about like, well, we haven't done this in a while. And it's like, (laughs) even, even now we get like, 
a mere like three practices before we can, you know, go, go do our shows. So a lot of times we're stuck, you know, uh, practicing on our own at home and stuff like that. And it is a different animal, you know, once you all get together, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can only predict so much and like just everything sound a little bit different. So, um, but yeah, uh, definitely Omaha. All right. Let's put it together, man. We'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I should give a, a, a shout out anyway because I've talked about him. I should, he deserves it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is it, uh, it's Brent, uh, Brent Scott Mays is the guy. So if you're in that area and you need video support, he's your man. Okay. Cool. We got him. We'll, we will uh, do that. Brendan, we're on time almost. Did you have any questions you want to ask before we kind of wrap up? Jeez, oh, there's always a couple. I, I, well, I mean, who's on your Scream team? Well, um, who's on the Scream team? Jeez. Uh, if you're actually, uh, we've got, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. We don't, we haven't talked like there's backup singers on our album that you guys obviously hear, but we don't talk about them. And uh, so the people on our Scream team are Chad's wife, um, Heather, and my wife, uh, Jenna. Um, they do backup vocals, so they're on the Scream team. And if we play our cards right, they'll be on stage doing some backup vocals for us that night. And our uh, buddy Dan Kirk, who is our the fourth uh, fourth member of uh, Pitch Black Manor, he'll be there for all the way from Florida that night too. So we should have a pretty rad Scream team going on for that for our show. We're pretty excited oh. about it. Also, there's a there's a blob on the scream team. There's yeah. a uh, scarecrow on the scream okay. team. All right. There's a forest hag. Yes. A, yeah, murderous forest. There's a. Uh, let's see. A rip off Leatherface. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a dime store Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> like the we, we call him. I think it's Pleatherface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very bad. It's very bad. But yeah, we've got we've got a lot of people on our scream team ready to go for uh, mm-hmm. for the nice. show. Nice. Nice. I am going to send you some sweet pics there, cool dad. You're going to like them. I'm going to love it. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, what is your uh, favorite Halloween you've experienced? Oh God. Whew. That's actually a good question, man. My goodness. Holy, holy smokes, man. Um, you know, uh, actually, you know, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a fan, like more recent one for me was, uh, this is more family orientated. Cause I know we weren't talking about very family orientated things earlier before the recording <laughs> came on. Um, but nevertheless, uh, I took my kids out and one, they, they were like two years old and one of them dressed up as, um, a Dr- Dracula and the other dressed up as a werewolf. And it was really funny, like the divergent personalities that came out because my, my one kid that dressed as the werewolf, they'd be like, Oh, you're such a cute werewolf. And he'd be, he'd be, she'd go, Ooh, you know, really sorrowful kind of, you know, and you're like, Oh, that's cute. But my, uh, my, my one son 
we would actually take, I would hold him in my hands and walk him up to people and he would scream in their faces like this, <laughs> two, this two-year-old, like just absolutely going with this Dracula hiss right in their fucking faces. And like these people were legitimately getting startled by it. And it was pretty fucking amusing. And I just, kept it. yeah, it was a good Halloween, you know, like um, I'd say that that was one of one of my more memorable ones in, in recent years. So, Lyle, um, I'm going to say the first year that we moved to Des Moines, Des Moines has this, there's a couple cities that have this weird tradition that kids have to tell a joke. You actually have to do a trick to get a treat here. Oh, God. Oh, okay. And, and uh, we didn't know, so we were handing out candy, and it, and all the kids would like just be disappointed because we didn't ask them for their joke. It was like a whole, it was a massive disappointment because <laughs> nobody got to show off. It was just like, here's your candy, beat it. <laughs> beat Finally, your candy. Like, that like sounds little... like a Michael Jackson thing. Here's your candy, <laughs> now beat it. <laughs> oh, piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. All right, Chad, you get a. I I don't have a great story. You know, I've had a lot of great Halloweens, and I would have to give that more thought. I I obviously why you love the holidays because when you're a little kid, you get a you know wear a cool costume, and um, I love. I I will say that I I've been out of uh, Four Seasons for quite a while, and getting to experience fall again is really nice. And I just love the time of year, and um, you know, candy and all the good stuff you got to do for Halloween. So I, I, it still connects to those childhood memories. Yeah. That's oh, some yeah. wholesome shit, Chad. I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm crying. No, it, it, it's true though, but it is wholesome. You know, it's funny, you know, like I, I saw one of the most, I guess you'd say telling things that somebody said recently about Halloween. And I think it's something that's legitimately should be addressed and people should be, like, I hate to get all like, you know, soapboxy about it, but it's really funny. Like Halloween really used to be like who you, nobody gave two shits. Like you go up to the door, you get your candy. Like people weren't like wondering, like, how old is this kid knocking at my door? You know, like I've seen this in recent years on Facebook posts about these people like eh, these teenagers come to my door and I'm not giving them candy. They're not like little kids. And like, you know, if you know the true genesis of Halloween, um, somebody in this Facebook group that I'm in, I'm in numerous Halloween ones. And this person in one of the groups was saying about how like Halloween was actually like the, the parades and the candy and all that stuff was actually to prevent all of the chaos that would happen on Halloween night invariably because they used to call it um, mischief night, devil's night, moving night. And they would put like these, you know, these teenagers go up and put like farm implements up on top of buildings and do like, it was kind of a feared night before the introduction of trick or treating as we know it today. So this is the thing I'm saying that I miss is, you know. Yeah. And I think (laughs) the murders we committed and the fires we started. How old are are you? (laughs) You (laughs) crossed oceans of time. (laughs) Now give me a Snickers. (laughs) Now give me Snickers bar. 
I'd murder your family. Trick or treat. But yeah, that's that should be said. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me just cut you off there. I was just gonna say, have you ever heard the story behind like where jack o' lanterns come from? Yeah, yeah. I like the that they were old. They used to be like in the old country. They were essentially little teeny tiny turnips. Yeah, and then and then actually it relates back to uh, Willow Willow the Wisp as well, like the lights. And stuff like that, but yeah, that was the the turnips, and then when they got over here, um, you know, the Irish immigrants and whatnot, and they were like, ah, these pumpkins are much fucking better than these little <laughs> yeah, mini turnip. turnips, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's there's so much great history behind a lot of this stuff that, like, um, yeah, like like people don't really realize because we get so disconnected from you know, like we're reminiscing about our, our, our childhoods and how awesome they were and stuff. But like, I read this thing the other night about how in like near in Toronto and I don't like in 1945, there was like a riot of like, I think like 7,000 kids took on like a police force um, and basically like set fires and blocked off all the roads, broke kids out, other kids out of jail like it was an absolute banger Halloween riot, and like, it's just interesting, you know, like because uh, we we obviously caused a lot. I don't know about any of you, but I I always would cause a lot of trouble on Halloween. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I remember uh, there was a Halloween. It was like probably like going in. Like I was like maybe ninth grade. It was around Perfect. that era, eighth grade, ninth grade. And we went trick-or-treating with our friends, like, we're on our BMX bikes, and I fucking snagged a fire extinguisher. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> we were walking around and uh, ditched our bikes, and then we were, like, had the fire extinguisher, and we'd be, like, <laughs> like, we'd, like, spray random kids walking through the neighborhood and shit. And then um, we knocked down a house, and the door opened, but no one was there. You know what I mean? Like, like the door was, like, like kind of cracked, and we're, like, hello? Sure you know we're expecting to get like scared like lights turn on and i boo you know and no one was there so we were like fuck it let's we 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 took everybody's like all their plates and their dishes and we moved them from one cabinet to the next cabinet (laughs) and like we got everything switched back and forth everything every drawer was switched watched and then we left and locked their door oh that's perfect (laughs) Yeah. No, no, dude, that is so good because I had a man. I, I don't know if I should be telling these stories, but uh, you know, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. That you told that story. That's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> That's actually, you know, I think that Stephen King talked about the different levels of horror, and that there was uh, the gross out, which is just gore, and then there's horror, which is the surprise jump scare, mm. and then yeah. there's terror. And I mm-hmm. believe the way he described that was you come into your house and you know everything's been rearranged, but nothing's been taken. Yeah. That is terror. So you did, yeah. you committed an act of terror. Oh, God. For Halloween. <laughs> Proud of you. Congratulations. Woohoo! Yes. That yes. was a terror. Oh, wonderful little time. 
I think we'd probably get more in trouble for like spraying kids with fucking fire extinguishers. Yeah, probably. Now you gave them all those kids got they have they all have cancer now. So yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gave the true gift there, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, actually, that reminds me. There was a time we I did something similar, but we I it was really subtle what I did. I went and they had this giant thing of I uh sherbet in their refrigerator and i ate every last bit of their sherbet then i filled it up with water and put it back in and then you know basically so when they went to get ice cream the next time they just get a big fucking ice block and they have to think about how that possibly happened (laughs) this is the worst sherbet i've ever had (laughs) sherbet this sucks so yeah, before uh, before we probably reveal more uh, acts of terrorism that have been committed. Um, perfect <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, timing though. This has been great talking to you guys though. We're actually at the hour mark, but I have one question to ask you guys because oh. I ask I ask everyone that comes on the show this, but we only started doing it after your last visit, so you never had a chance to answer. Sure. Um, so it's a little bit of a tricky one. You can go in whatever order you want to go in, but. If you were trapped on a desert island with nothing but a solar-powered discman and three CDs to listen to on repeat until you got rescued, what would you want to have with you? All right, Lyle. Oh, I'll go first. Okay, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Electric Ladyland. Okay. Uh, nice. We Are Devo. Oof. Um, oh, that last spot. The Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll go with the Bee Gees, just yeah. so I can have some dance music cred. <laughs> <laughs> Since I accused Lyle of not liking the Bee Gees, um, uh, for me, I'm I'm just gonna make it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go because I feel I feel good on this one. Cabaret Voltaire Code, uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, Richard Kirk. By the by, um, I think he died a couple of years ago. Tried to contact him. Uh, actually because i've had good luck of contacting a few people that i like kind of admired the music you know that they did mm-hmm. um but yeah cabaret voltaire code uh i'd probably say skinny puppy bites mm-hmm. um would be my second one and if i was gonna need to throw in like i i think i would need to go a different direction on the last one i'd probably go with something like uh, greatest hits by like, and if we can, I'm sure you're cool with getting going with the greatest hits. Yeah, totally. Would, I'd go with uh, Electric Light Orchestra's greatest hits. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah, well. yeah. So that's my that's my three, and I would be I'd be fine until somebody gets there. Just nice. fine. <laughs> that's an impot. Yeah, that's I I I, I can't. <laughs> I think I would. I, yeah, older stuff. It might be like a Portishead Dummy um, Ooh, uh, of music for the Damn, man. That's a good one by uh, by Depeche Mode. That's the album nice. by them I really like. I'd want to get a guitar record in there, but I'd have to think about that for a while. Instead of the third record, I might bring a photo book of like stuff from that Brent from Omaha. You know, some of his photos. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no one said that before, three. but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on this conversation, if that's in rotation, that'd be something pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really in 
by the by, I, I think like that, like Cabri Voltaire Code is will be probably one of my favorite albums of all time for it's a great ever one. and always. So I know that's coming, and there's so much good stuff on Bites that like it, it's that that album takes you all over the place, like, um, and it's really Skinny Puppy at its best. Um, and then you know you with Electric Light Orchestra, there's just so much amazing musicianship and like uh just i don't know uh, like the, the like that that kind of encompasses a lot of my musical uh you know uh things that the well that i kind of draw upon you know a lot and it's funny because i don't think we sound a goddamn bit like of anything that, of any of that but you know mm-hmm how you reinterpret things musically and how it comes out in the end. Eh. So how about you guys? You know, you, you ask this question. What? Uh, oh, um, it's been a minute since I've answered it. Let me see. I would remember that your guests have three albums. It's true. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Brendan, do you, know, do you know yours? Or do you want me to go? <laughs> Oh man. Well, you know, I always mention it, uh the Crow soundtrack. All right. That's a, all right. That's a you solid know? one. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Um they keep telling me. Yeah, I love it. Um oh man. Do you need some time? I, I need, I, I, give me a second. I've got yeah. mine if you want me to go while you think. Hey, mister, are you some sort of clown? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I just quoting, quoting the crow. That's what yeah. I do. Sitting on the beach, quoting the crow. Oh, and I will give it before while you guys are. I know you guys hear so much music, so it's kind of an unfair question for you dudes. Um, like old dude, an old dude like me is like, oh, I got this one, no big deal. Um, but um, I did want to give a shout out for uh, album artwork to uh, our our the the guy who did uh, our cover, uh, Oz Delarge, um, does some great work, um, and he's de- he actually did our show poster for the last show that we did and then and it's what i use as my little like uh profile picture for facebook and then um he did the album art and like he's doing a a poster based on that for um for scream team that i think we're gonna have available at the show as well um does some great work and uh so another member of the scream team that needs to get uh yeah get mentioned out there um, awesome. But yeah, you guys can always email me later if you want about your three songs. I'll, I'll... Oh, <laughs> Brandon, you I, I got, you got them. Second. Well, I was gonna say uh, Zeal and Arters, uh, Devil is Fine. Nice. Okay, all right. I, like I, like all right. I like it. James James is sitting there like man, he's like heard so much crazy shit in the last couple of weeks. He can't pick nothing. It's all right, James. All right. Oh, I've got, like... I've got mine. Okay, oh, go you... for it. Go for it. One more for you. One more for me. You want me to do four? Yeah, yeah. Or you're, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Power. Um, I will do. 
Uh, Candlemass Nightfall. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to check these out, by the way. So, Candlemass Nightfall. All right. Triptychon, uh, Milana. No, actually, not Milana's Let's do the first one. Uh, Triptychon is. I always say this wrong. Aperistera Daemonis. Always has to be Latin. Um, Sounds cool. It's uh, the second project from the vocalist of Ice, Ice Earth after they split up. Um, and then uh, The Witches, uh, Annabelle Dream Reader, which is this like super psychedelic surf rock noise album. Ooh, that really sounds fun. neat. Super groovy, great guitar. Um, fourth one. I have to think about the fourth one for a second. Probably you, one wait, something. Wait, you get four? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Brendan donated his to me. <laughs> Oh no, no, I was saying just just um Oh boy. <laughs> I don't want it. You got yours? Um uh, What's your favorite Mr. Like, album is and on Maker. <laughs> something what, sludge. Do, do something sludge. You love sludge. No, it is LL on L L N N on Maker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is, actually, James, this is a, a fun little game. You know, you, you could keep up with this game of like, uh, I, I like, you know, like, you know, maybe on your face, on you guys' Facebook or something like that. Like, it might be funny to randomly pick out the albums that like off of interviews that you've done with people uh-huh. and just I, post them. Be like, hey, this this band picked these as their three albums if they had to be. I yeah, want to. Um, that's true. Good call. Want to do a playlist with them on Spotify or something? Oh, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's I, a that's a I, cool I, idea. Around the idea, just haven't put the effort into it. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Just, that's that's great. Yeah, I just like it because I think that you know, massive playlist of everybody's you know albums. You could throw the albums on there. You know what I mean? Because it's all albums. It's not like certain sure. tracks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it would be just a massive playlist of awesome albums. There's been a couple repeats too, which is cool. That's true. You know? Yeah, that'd be. I, I think it just gives more care, like because you know, like it's the internet. You know, there's just this drudge of like, and and it, when I say drudge, that's a bad thing. You guys are out there sitting there doing the hard work, sifting through a lot of stuff that, like, to be honest with you, would be lost out there if there weren't somebody out there keeping their pulse on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I think that's a that's a good thing. And, you know, whenever you guys are, like, promoting people, fuck, man, like, you know, let as much of their character come through. And, like, I think that that speaks about an artist is to say, you know, unabashedly, yep, this is the shit I like. And right. well, yeah. you may not like it. <laughs> and it may not sound anything fucking like what we sound like, what we're listening to. But maybe it just gives a little insight into their, um, you know, into their inner workings, you know, where they're at, you know, because... I think it's, you know, like listening to what Chad picks as his or Lyle picks as his, it, it, it very much. So it's, it's, it's very much so them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, right. and I think they would say the same thing about, you know, like what, what I picked, you know, except I left out Barry Manilow again. I do um, like Barry Manilow. I actually do like, there's a, there's a really mm-hmm. rad Barry Manilow song that's in the movie foul play. Um, that is, oh yeah, a, that's a good one. It's, um, it's the it's the the song that opens up the movie. Great, great song. Learning but, to take a chance again. Yep, that's right. See, there, and see, that's a thing. Like, it, it is hard for people like us who jump over, jump around so much stylistically, like right. 
God damn, you know, I love, dude, I love things, you know, that, you know, like, you know, we'll talk about some of the real quick, like, you know, like new funk. Fuck. I love stuff like, uh, I think like stuff like fly, uh, sly in the family stone, you know, right, like my bad. brother was mentioning them the other day and I forgot, I was like, I forgot about how much I really like, you know, yes. things that are so far out of what people would consider to be my wheelhouse of things that I even enjoy. Right. right. But right. God exactly. damn, you know, it's, uh, it's, have you uh, guys heard uh twin temple? Uh, you know, are, are those the guys that do like a doo-wop Satan type thing? Is yes. That- yes. I, you know, I've heard a little bit. I haven't heard a lot, but, you know, I mean, you're getting doo-wop and Satan together. It can't be, I really can't see it turning out bad. You know what it's I mean? It's really not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's a couple songs that are like, well, maybe, but, you know, for like, I'd say 90, 95% of everything they do sure. is, uh, it's catchy. It's good. Um, it's kind of like um, a real evil Amy Winehouse. Ah, there we go. I, which I, another per, another person stuff that I actually really like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, she it's hard. Really like, you, you know, really like, I guess get down on any particular style of music. It's really hard for mm-hmm. me to be like, God, I hate this, I hate that because I'm a big fan of the old Shirley Bassey Bond themes, and I, I always yes. like Amy Winehouse was so reminiscent of Shirley Bassey's sound. I actually really like. There's a, a British hip-hop artist that i'm listening to right now called shy girl that i really like so that's a newer oh. one nice it's kind of um, dirty sex music it's pretty good ooh. there you go wow well, you know that there's a good one to take on a on an island is you take all of the all of the songs that have ever been on bond movies we did that one time no and, and actually if you go and you like line them up and you lit like we had the we grabbed them from the library my buddy and i used to play a lot, uh, smoke a lot of pot, play chess and listen to albums and stuff. And used to, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Used to God, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, that we'd, uh, listen to, uh, you know, just random stuff. And one time we got the greatest hits of the bond themes and you're like, this stuff is amazing. You know, oh, like, yeah. incredible songs. I, I think that's uh, worth checking out for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, Hey dudes, appreciate uh, you taking your time out. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, keep a lookout for us. I'm sure we'll we'll be back at you with some new Halloween tunes. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll have you back next Halloween again, as, as always. Hey, awesome! Thank, thanks great. a lot, guys. No we really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the Hello. show, and for everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in, and we'll have another guest for you next week. <laughs>